Hey guys, welcome back to Adventures of Single Momdom. This is episode three. So if you've gotten this far and hanging out with me, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, this is kind of cool. It's kind of fun. And um, now I'm being challenged to keep going. So uh, thank you and welcome back. And um, whew. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie to you. That was a real extra chipper for me right now. I am not going to lie, I am a little hungover from Saturday still until even Monday. Um, it's just not like it used to be, you know, it's not like it used to be. And um, it's been rough. It's been real rough. So I just tried right now to be super excited and um, that hurt my soul a little bit. I'm not even going to lie. And uh, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, speaking of that. So let me tell you about this new drink that I tried that um, pretty much has lasted for a two-day hangover. Saturday, and I, you know, was walking through the grocery store, living my best life, you know, minding my own biz, grabbing some stuff. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see this bright little display. And like, that's how they get you. That's how they get kids with toys and stuff, right? But this is like the adult version. And I look over and it's like this little carton of wine. And it says beatbox on it and I walk over and I look and they've got tropical punch and fruit punch and pink lemonade and I'm like oh you know it's like three for ten bucks and I was like hmm nah. and I keep walking and I'm mosing on over to the um wine and beer section and I'm looking for margarita mix and I end up seeing the beatbox again well then obviously I think to myself <laughs> must mean that I have to try it right so I get on my phone and I google beatbox just to see what the reviews are and the first thing I see is tastes like trash punch that's all I need to hear fam because uh that just activated my inner Florida panhandle in me I got deep roots there and I love me a good hooch and a good trash punch any type of day so challenge accepted so I picked up three and uh one of my business for the day Went over to a friend's house and we were working on things and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, ended up having all three of these um, punches and stuff. And um, here's, I don't remember shite, not one damn thing. I know that we polished off some pizza rolls, right, uh, on an air fryer and uh, heard a lot of music, possibly a mixtape because why not? And um, we worked on some web designs. And <laughs> so, and I know that I got home and I passed out on the couch for a little bit because I'm totally mom of the year right now. But luckily my kid was gone with his friends. And um, then I decided to have the bright idea that I was going to get on the Peloton because my friend Tasha, it was her birthday and she wanted to get to hundred rides. So I was going to do six rides yesterday and try to sweat out the beatbox that was like, sipping through my pores you know and uh that's not a really good idea so now today i'm exhausted and possibly have a headache and you know still drunk um but that's what i get and i promise you i know i keep talking about liquor and stuff like i drink a lot i really don't um but when i do go do it i, I guess i go ham for it i mean you know you know right i didn't drink for a long time uh didn't party like that michael was really little and so i was really straight laced and and i don't didn't keep liquor in the house or anything else like that you know i was very just focused and now that he's older i'm kind of like oh easing up a little bit 
but I promise you, not ever drunk around my kid. Not that it matters. You guys aren't paying my bills, so whatever. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm I am through through through, which I guess is um, fitting that I'm wearing this shirt, right? So <laughs> little Oregon Trail shirt for those that remember, and it says, "You have died of dysentery," right? And that's what I feel like. You know, got me thinking though. Dysentery was dysentery, right? So I googled it. Dysentery, I think it's literally when you like crapped yourself to death. And then I thought, we were playing a game in the 80s where <laughs> we were setting up our friends in little rafts and stuff and going on the Oregon Trail. And then we were like, <laughs> Chet, you died of dysentery. <laughs> and it was like, okay. And I just thought about it like, you know, we were killing our friends and we were trying to figure out who was going to be on the raft the next time. And, you know, who was going to like fjord the river and, and how many bullets we needed to like hunt some bison or something. And, you know, and then like the river would rise and, oh, I'm sorry, you know, Janet, you just drowned. But, um, hey, you know, me and little Bobby made it to the end. And I don't really know many people who made it to the end of Oregon Trail. But you know what I thought about it? Gen X is real nihilistic and we're kind of, you know, dead inside. And now I'm wondering if that wasn't the beginning of it. Like they taught us about death and, and sacrificing our friends very young through the Oregon Trail. Man, the 80s were wild. And I wasn't even an adult during the 80s. I was born in 1979. And so... um I actually was raised by a teen. My mom, uh, Jenny, was uh, 17 years old when she had me. And my father was 21. And I tell you, it. Uh, <laughs> my life was probably one of those after-school specials. Um, but like in a fun way, kind of. But in a way that kind of serves as a warning later on. Great parents. Wonderful parents. But I'll tell you that it was very interesting growing up with my mom. Um, Jenny, first of all, love her. Amazing human being. And uh, she didn't speak any English, you know, from Puerto Rico. And so growing up, I would have to learn until she learned. Uh, I would translate for her and things like that. And I remember uh, she would watch Police Academy movies and Coming to America and the price is right. So a lot of her English was peppered with things like that. And so, you know, she'd be like, come on down, you know, and she'd play little games with us and stuff. And, and she'd say things like son of a beach and, and shit. And it was very inappropriate what she was learning, but you know, she picked it up. And, uh, what was fun about her was she, because she was a kid. I mean, honest to God, she was a kid and she would make her own bustiers, you know, because these, Madonna and Cindy Lauper and everything were really big at the time. And so she would make her own bustiers and, and she'd have her spiked hair and, and channel her inner Pat Benatar and Tawny Katane. And, you know, she'd pick us up at school, pick me up at school. And, you know, other moms are wearing cardigans and stuff. And here comes Jenny, you know, looking like an extra in an MTV video. And um, I think I was the only kid who had like the bangs dyed and three ear piercings, you know, uh, because that's what happens when you have a cool teen mom. And uh, it was neat. And, and I remember things like MTV coming out 
um, and my mom waiting for me to get off the bus to tell me a brand, a brand new video that had come out, you know, this video came out and you know, ah, this, this, and then we come home and watch it. And I think that's what really started my love of music, you know, and all kinds of music. Uh, we grew up listening to salsa and everything, but through my mom, uh, you know, it was like White Snake. And then I learned, you know, about all the other types of genres and things like that. And and there was always music being played in the background. And you know, I became an MTV person because of her. She was just, uh, she is, she's hilarious. Um, and uh, still very creative, very creative. She is about to be 60 and she dyes her hair electric blue and she's very hands-on and and you know hilarious hilarious and unpredictable and a wonderful wonderful grandmother um you know she let us kind of do our own thing and uh i, I like it i like it i think it kind of bled over into my style of parenting a little bit where i'm a little more relaxed um yeah so it was definitely a very, very interesting upbringing. And then you have my dad, who at the time, you know, he grew up in the military, so his English was great and everything. And he was 21 and he was into soccer uh, and volleyball. So that's what we would do. We would go see him play games and things like that. And and we would make fun of him because he had this special walk and he well, kind of walked like, you know, he did the little Miami Vice thing or whatever. And he wore like the linen suits and the the Michael Jackson type, ja no, the members only jackets. And uh, when he went to the pool, he would wear Speedos and stuff. And we would just be like, and I'll tell you what, I uh, grew, <laughs> I was one of those kids and I was very odd. My mom even used to tell me, she was like, you're strange, you know, cause that's what teenagers do to their kids. They tell them that they're strange cause you guys are all the same age. But I always felt like I was raising them. And uh, you know, <laughs> I would always be like Jenny. You know, because I call her Jenny, or I call her woman, and she would get mad, and she's like, "I'm Mama," and I'm like, "Okay, okay," you know. Um, did I tell you not to do this or do that? So I used to fuss at them, um, even though they took care of me and paid the bills and stuff. You know, uh, I used to even watch. I feel bad as a kid, you know. <laughs> I used to watch this movie called Irreconcilable Differences, and it was when Drew Barrymore like divorced her parents. And I would walk up and like threaten them with divorce, you know, <laughs> what is that? What is that? And whenever I would get mad at my mom, I also liked this movie called Mommy Dearest. And I would watch that and I would call my mom Mommy Dearest. And she was like, I'm not even beating you with a wire hanger. And I was just like, mm, you know, throwing mad shade at seven. Like, I don't know what my problem was. My poor mom. Yeah. I think I owe her some, some flowers or something. Um, so it, that poor woman, Ugh. but you know, and we have, and I have a brother and a sister and stuff. So they have a very different relationship with my mom and dad. They are actually my mom and dad's kids. And, uh, you know, so they see them as mom and dad, where I see my parents more as like, you know, dude, <laughs> what's up, you know, and, uh, I respect them a lot and love them a lot, but our relationship is very, very, very different. Um, and I wouldn't change it for the entire world. But, uh, you know, to see them now, I saw this meme not too long ago that said, you know, something along the lines of we got to see our parents grow up. And I think for me, I really, really did because my parents were so young. They were, you know, my son's going to be 17 
um, in a couple of months or in a month. And I said to him, you know, you were the age that, you know, Letha was when she had me. And to see my kid hit that age, and then I'm the age right now that she was when I gave her her first grandchild. Um, and I can't even imagine having a green baby at this age, you know, and now they're in their 60s. And just seeing them go from gangly little kids into adults is the craziest thing, you know, and, and uh, you know, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. They've done, they've, <laughs> my parents have grown up to be wonderful people, you know. Um, my father served 27 years in the Air Force and he did amazing things and we joke around. Um, uh, he's Michael and everybody, you know, he's like this trained assassin or something like that, you know. And uh, he's this cool dude, man. He's just, you know, he's real chill and laid back. He fixes things. He don't mess with anybody, you know. But there's an element of like, maybe he's kind of like Liam Neeson in those movies where you're like, I do know that if I get kidnapped, he's the one I'm calling because he is going to come get me. Um, where my mom would be like, I, you call me in the middle of the Facebook, but I got to go. Because my mom, when she's on Facebook, she likes to play these games. And if you call her, like, she gets pissed, you know, because she's like playing bingo or something and trying to win some jewelry. Um, so if I ever did get kidnapped, I can't call Jenny because she might be on the Facebook and then she might yell at me. Um, my dad, if I get him on the phone, because he doesn't understand that he has to take the phone with him, then, you know, I just thought of. I can't call my kid parents to come save me. I have to call somebody else. I need to like, I had to rethink this. Um, yeah, that's just, that just kind of messed me up right now. Just thinking about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Huh. Anyway, so they're cool as hell though. The grandkids love them. Because <laughs> of course, you know, they're big old kids even now and things like that. So I do love that. Um, and it has been interesting raising Michael with him, um, with them. Uh, they We live in Atlanta and we live in Florida, but of course they're very, very hands-on and they've come here and taken care of Michael uh, several times. And, and every time I have to go away for work or something and I come back, my kid's a whole different level of spoiled um, and ridiculous. And my mom, who's, you know, like I said, she's a tiny little Puerto Rican woman, thick accent. The irony here is that she was actually born in the United States, right? She was born in New York, super American, yet her accent gets thicker as the older she gets. And I'm like, how are you like born here, raised here? And you sound like Sofia Vergara the entire time, you know, and she, it's, it's funny. It's, she's a hot mess. Um, but she's got this little bond with my Michael uh, that like she comes in and she's like, oh, you know, hello. And she's like, hey, Michael. And then like she's slipping him money like she's like some type of drug dealer. And I'm like, what's going on? What are you doing? And she's like, don't you worry about it. That's between me and Michael. Don't you don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, and I didn't realize how much she gave him until like a couple of days ago. I asked him something. He was hanging out with some friends and I was like, hey, dude, you know, do you need some money? And he's like, no, I got some money. And I was like, wait, I've asked you if you've had money for a while now and you keep asking, you keep telling me you have money and I haven't given you any money. So either you got some type of ring going on with your buddies here or what's happening. And Michael's a really good saver. And it just turns out that all the money that Letha has given him, this kid holds on to, you know, birthday money and things like that. So apparently he's got a stash and I'm over here 
you know, digging through couches and shit, you know. So Michael's like baller status. He's a little hoarder over there. I'm gonna have to go over there and borrow money from him. But uh, anyway, so she's got this whole gangster thing going on with him. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's just hilarious how um, their bond is. And then with my dad, you know, they're very like, and then they talk trash to each other. Um, but they love each other very, very much. And uh, my only regret is that they don't, you know, live nearby so that we could see them all the time. However, my niece and nephew are extremely spoiled by them. And then I realized it's a good thing I live in Atlanta. But um, they are really awesome. And, you know, anyway, so yeah, you know, being raised by them was crazy. And then it bled into the 90s. And, and you know, my parents kind of hit the threshold where we are now, where I'm at. They were in their 30s and they were over it. Yeah, they were over it. My mom was like, I'm out. I want to party. I want to do whatever, you know, because she gave up a lot of her childhood. And so uh, like all of Gen X, you know, we were mainly unsupervised. And, uh, you know, I remember trying to explain that to Michael because he's always like, where were your parents? I'm like, I don't know. They were with the other parents in the 90s. We were completely unsupervised, you know. That's why at 14, we were trying things like Mad Dog or baking peach schnapps into cupcakes and, and <laughs> things like that. I did not smoke cigarettes, though. You know, I did have some standards. My father made it very clear that I was not allowed to smoke cigarettes. And see, I was that type of asshole that you had to, this is my mom, my, my poor mother, you had to be very specific with me because I would follow your rules, but I will always find the loophole. And I'm telling you, God I'm waiting for the payback unless Michael is just that smooth, you know? So my dad would be like, you can't smoke cigarettes. Cigarettes are bad. You better not smoke cigarettes. If you smoke cigarettes, I'll kill you. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Okay. But he didn't say I couldn't drink Mad Dog specifically. Didn't say I couldn't drink the Boone's Farm. And um, I'm pretty sure that's what he meant. So knowing that and knowing that, that I was that type of a-hole, when I raised Michael, I would be like, Michael, don't touch, look, breathe, think about it, breathe on it, walk on it, nothing, just, it, it, just don't. And I would, and I would be like, why do you have to? And I'm like, because, because you're my kid, you know, but he is the exact opposite of me. He is, um, he is a straight laced kid. You know, he was good. I put him down somewhere and he would stay and I'd say, don't touch this. And he didn't touch this, you know, and I'd say, be here at this time and be there at this time. And um, you know, very obedient child and I don't, don't deserve him at all. And I'm still waiting for like the fresh hell to kick in. Um, very obedient, very, you know, uh, follows the rules. You know, I, I, I remember one time he was being picked on at school and I get this phone call from him on the bus and <laughs> it must've been, I think like fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. And he calls me and he says, mommy, because that's his voice, mommy. I was like, yes, baby. And he says, these boys are getting on my nerves. Can I cuss them out? And I remember just laughing and going like, like, I wouldn't even know if you did cuss them out, you know, like, what? And then I was like, yeah, go for it, you know, because that's what you do, right? You know, when? Go for it. He's like okay, thank you. You know, and, and it was hilarious. And, um, you know, this is the type of kid who watches, uh, Gordon Ramsay and he loves Hell's Kitchen, but he'd be like, mommy, 
I'm watching Hex Kitchen. And I'm like, Michael, you can say Hell's Kitchen. Oh, I'm watching Hex Kitchen. You know, of course, now he's 17 and I've seen his uh, podcast, which, by the way, you should check it out. It's the Smorgasbord podcast. And I'll put the link uh, down below for you guys to check it out. Uh, he cusses. He's just done doing around mama. Um, but, uh, you know, he's a good kid. Good kid. Straight A's does amazing things, you know, and life has done some really cool things for him. Um, you know, he, he's just a fun kid to have. And again, I'm sitting here waiting. I'm waiting. I am waiting. And you know, he might not even come, you know, he might just be an awesome kid. And, uh, I, it's like, I want to tell you all about him. I want to tell you guys about him. I do, but I think, uh, it would probably serve it better to meet him. Um, so I'm thinking that the next episode, I'm going to bring Michael on. Um, just so you can kind of see the dynamic that we have. And uh, then when the future, when I tell stories, it'll make more sense um, of how he and I kind of operate. Because it's very, you know, we're, we're buds. We're buds. And, and you know, sometimes I gotta put the mom hat on. But for the most part, we're really chill. And, and you know, he's a cool kid. But anyway, I don't even know if this podcast may, or this, what is this? This vlog made sense today. Um like I said, I feel like I'm rambling. I got dry mouth. My hair is a mess. Um, just got off of work. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 this is cool. This is neat. Um, so again, I have to figure out how to end these things. It's always like, you know how like, and Michael hates it. So it's like, you're like, bye. And you're at your girlfriend's house. Bye. Okay. I'll see you later. And then it's like, bye. I'll see you later. And then you give a hug and then you walk outside and you're like, da, 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 bye. See you later. So this is my bye. See you later. Like 20 times. Cause I don't know how to end this. So I think, uh, something about like subscribe and leave a comment, you know, let me know what you guys want to talk about. I got some ideas. Um, I'm thinking about doing some fun things. Um, and I would love to bring some people on, um, to just kind of like joke around and, and um, talk about some topics and things. So I would love to get some feedback, you know, if you think that this is too long or too short or, or, you know, maybe needs to be a little bit more structured. Let me know. I'm totally open to criticism. Just don't be evil and mean about it. And, um, other than that, thanks for tuning in and I hope to see you guys soon and thank you again. Bye.